0: Okay. Damn man, it's been a while. We're finally back, yo. Well, how do you even talk again? I forgot, man. How do you do it? Yo, Trevor, man. It was funny when I saw you. I actually got happy. Did you see did you see that uh that video that's like viral right now on Twitter and shit? It's the uh, the two kids. Oh, the two r- kids. hugging. Yeah. Um, oh, man. That's like us, man. I'm telling you, man. Yo, Honestly, it's, it's perfect, man. I, I did see you from the from the window walking down from Whole Foods or Starbucks or whatever. I was thinking of running to you and giving you a hug, man. should have jumped out that window, man. I would have caught you. I actually miss you, man. Yo, we got to go on a summer vacation together.
1: We do. I feel like we need... Uh, you know what? That or we need to hit some NFL games together. I feel like yeah. we'd be some good uh, tailgate party guys. Oh, 100%. Yeah, we'd make some friends at tailgate parties. Which Which tailgate party in the NFL would you want to join? Bro, um, come on, man. Other than the Packers. Don't be, don't be biased, man. Come on. You know what I'm saying.
0: Honestly, for the entertainment purpose and... And not because I would participate in what happens during Bill Ma- Bill's mafia. Yeah, it's got to be Bill's mafia. Yeah. Come on, dude. I'd be scared though. <laughs> I would be scared. Yo, do you think? Do you think the NHL and its fans should start tailgating? Yeah, why not, man? Dude, why tailgating not? is
1: awesome. Of course, why you should start tailgating. Yo, let's make the NHL fun again, man. That's what Silky and Filthy. <laughs> Yo, was the all NHL about, ever man? fun?
0: Yo, I was I, okay. That was mean. The NHL's been fun for a while for us fans, but I was I, I was thinking about that, like. Hockey players, hockey fans, they're fun people. More people just need to figure it out. Here's another thing, too. I don't want to jinx it. Let me ask you this question. What if the NHL has a lockout at the end of this year? Another momentum killer. Oh
1: man, I don't want to talk about it, (laughs) but we're gonna get to it on this latest episode of Silky and Season 2, baby. Kyle, it feels good to be back and it feels good to be wearing these headphones and talking into this mic and saying to all of you, welcome, you sweet silky studs, to another season of Silky and Filthy. Hey,
0: Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bowen. Follow us at Silky and Filthy on Twitter and Instagram at Kyle Bowen. They probably don't know how to spell Kyle Bowen. No one has to spell right?
1: Bowen. I'm thinking like B-O-W-I-N, right? <laughs> like Bowen. Like Bow Wow.
0: Yo, I think I say my name wrong, though. Bowen, It's supposed to be Bowen. I said
1: bawan for the first, like, And you said it right. You few said, years a, I you met said you. <laughs> it like a Hindu. But then you started saying Bowen all the time, and I kind of liked it. I
0: thought that's how I was Little supposed Bowen. to say it. Man. Bowen. That's B-H-A-W-A-N. Twitter. K-Y-L-E. B-H-A-W-A-N. Trevor, what's your Twitter? Trev Beggs? Trev Beggs. That's you, it, man. With no numbers at the end? No numbers. Damn, you lucked out, man. You yeah, well, nice I had one. to change
1: my name from Trevor to Trev so. Oh. That's okay. I'll take it. I'll take it, man. Rev. It's Tre- still a great name, man. You know, it's it's just exciting time, man. I'm excited Woo-hoo! for Twitter. I'm excited for the show. My balls are absolutely tingling for a new season of NHL hockey. They're and tingling. Even Your more- balls? Yeah, man. Whenever I get excited, my balls are tingling. It doesn't happen to you?
0: Nah, man. They don't. I don't know. I never. Yeah. No. Not at all.
1: You know what? I was uh, even today. You know, we're, we're walking to the studio. Like my balls are already tingling for hockey, but <laughs> even my nipples were tingling. What for the latest season of Silky and Filthy, man? I can't wait to get back to the studio. We had a nice little month hiatus there. Yeah, it was like nice, it. man. It was nice. And you know, during the show, I know you went to Columbia. So woohoo! I, I know. I think you're gonna give me what three questions?
0: This is what we're gonna do today, okay? We we kind of have something planned for for the episode in, in regards to what we're gonna talk about in the world of hockey. Cause it's still preseason mode, and we're not talking about no fucking preseason lineups or nothing, okay? We're not talking about who is going to be the 14th forward on the the Carolina Hurricanes or the Florida Panthers. We don't give a fuck about those matchups, okay? We're just gonna we're gonna talk about RFA's today and some other stuff. But we're also gonna talk about Columbia, and I'm gonna give Trevor three questions, and he can ask these questions at any time during this episode of Silky and Filthy. We'll stop talking about hockey out of nowhere. Just to talk about Colombia. Okay, you got three questions. I got three questions. Yeah, I'm ready to go. You ready to go? You want to ask one right now? Yeah, let's get the uh, first one out of the way, let's man. Go. Let's okay. kick it off. First okay. Colombia
1: question. Let, let me start, start it off with a nice, easy one. Colombia. What was the biggest surprise for you in Colombia? It could be a night. could be just something. Just what shocked you, man? What knocked your socks off? What made your balls tingle? This is all one question, by the way. Those are not separate questions. There were
0: a lot of things. I'll start by saying this: some people may call me a dog. Some people may call me naive and ignorant, because there there were some great things in Colombia that I that I realized when I was down there. But the woman, I'm telling you, bro, the woman, beautiful man. Like, I'm smiling just thinking about it. I told myself today that it was going to be the last day I reminisce about this trip. Because I do do feel like this trip kind of changed my life. But the women down there are absolutely nice people.
1: Just nice people. <laughs> They're, <laughs> They're just, just so The personalities nice. are great, right?
0: Personalities are nice. You know? They're just nice. You know? This this girl took me on a date there, man. Woo! How, how do you meet her, well, man? How does that happen? Oh, yo, I, I met her. At a, at a Medellin spot. It was a really like cultural spot. It was more of a family club environment. No kids, but you go to the spot. It's a big warehouse and there's a stage and you get to see Colombian culture in front of you while people are serving you drinks. And you're not really like bumping and grinding at this club. You're really doing the whole salsa thing, you know? Met her there. Very pretty girl. At the end of the night, your club experience at that one club, they give you chicken soup in a cup. Nice, man. Fresh chicken soup. Because everyone's hammered, right? Everyone's hammered. Interesting. Bottles at the club in Colombia in Medellin, 50,000 pesos. You know how much money that is? That's like 20 bucks for a bottle at the club. Great times, and they serve you chicken soup. Okay, Colombia, the woman, beautiful, great people, nice people. Google Translate, shout out to Google Translate.
1: Oh, speaking of Google Translate, how but you did you use this pickup line at whoa, all on a whoa. lady? You only
0: get three questions, man.
1: No, no. Oh, okay, okay, hey, okay. This is
0: this can, is okay. Fine. I do okay. want to finish this question on this note. Let me have two answers to this question, okay? okay. Colombia, you know, when I was going to Colombia, a lot of people were like, yo, what the what the fuck? You going to Colombia, man? Yo, be careful, man. Be my parents call me every day, call me every day. Cause, wow. cause this misconception about what Colombia is. And, you know, prior to going to Columbia, I didn't know much about it. I'm not gonna lie. I knew Pablo Escobar. I knew a little bit about the soccer. That's all I really knew. Cocaine and yeah, Pablo Escobar, cocaine. You know, that's all. It's not all. It's all a naive person like me understands about Colombia prior to going to Colombia. But in my my 15 days in Colombia, there's police everywhere. I didn't see one arrest. I didn't see one fight. I didn't see any trouble. Colombia is a beautiful place. The most friendliest people ever. They are really trying to change their reputation down there. I did hit up some Vice documentaries. Like mini docs before I did go, and it was a lot of them were talking about how the people of Colombia are really working toward changing the reputation, and it's happening. You can tell that's that's the most beautiful place in the world.
1: Damn, man! Well, I'm excited to hear more about this uh, Colombia trip with my two more questions hey, two available more questions. on this podcast, man. But so, so your biggest surprise, you're saying, was the woman? That's still my first question.
0: The woman and how how the people there. Are literally working so hard to change the narrative. There were there were signs on lampposts saying things like, "Yo, if you're coming coming to Colombia just to, just to fuck some prostitutes and do a whole bunch of cocaine, get the fuck out of here," because you're not helping what they're trying to do, what the people are trying to do in Colombia. Beautiful place. Shout out to Colombia. And I'm sure that's bueno. not.
1: I'm sure that's not all you did down there. We'll whoa, find whoa, out whoa, more whoa. about that later. Okay. On Silky and Filthy. Speaking of surprises, man. You got a bunch of talented, talented NHL players still unsigned in early September. Kyle, are you surprised that none of these guys have gotten the money yet?
0: I'm not I'm not that surprised. I feel as if they, they are really waiting for Mitch Marner. I feel like Mitch Marner's the fucking leader. They all hung out one night during the summer and Mitch Marner just stood up and is like, yo, nobody sign a fucking deal until I do it because I'm going to help y'all out. It's the whole term thing. These, these players are, are too smart now. They want that second big contract within the first, what, five, six years of their career. They want the second one. You can't blame them. Look around the, the sporting landscape in North America. It happens. Players sign a lot of contracts during their long career. Superstars sign a lot of big contracts. And when I say a lot, it's like two or three, not just one long one. Eight years is a long time to sign one deal. Coming off your uh, your ELC, it's a long time.
1: Which is and is crazy because you know owners would prefer to have it longer. You know there's guys that miss the whole twelve year, fifteen year contracts, but you look around major sports, that's not how it's going anymore. With maybe baseball is the one exception, mm-hmm. but NFL, NBA, you're signing pretty short contracts, man.
0: Yeah, it it makes sense. Like short, would you say a five year contract, which I guarantee some of these players are looking for it. That's not that short. If you're a franchise, I do understand that you have to look out what for what's best in business, for look out for what's best in your salary cap. I understand all that stuff. But if you sign a player to a 5-year deal and you're risking that player becoming a UFA at the end of the deal, don't don't be don't be don't be a pussy. Don't be scared. Be a good team. You know what I'm saying? Be a good team and get that player to re-sign after 5 years. Why are you so scared? Why are you so scared?
1: Like I said, I think the current structure of the NHL really weeds out the week. It weeds out the dem. Mm-hmm. And because you look at all the teams right now, everyone's capped out. And this is why I'm not surprised that a lot of guys haven't signed. Every team is capped out. The Winnipeg Jets and the Colorado Avalanche, I think, have the two uh, lowest cap hits at the moment. And yet they still have big RFA's to sign for sure, but they have the two lowest and they could be capped out after they sign their guys. This is how dire it is in the NHL right now. With these young guys coming up, They're using all the leverage they can get. The young guys are driving the game. They got to chase the money. It is
0: a business at the end of the day. I think they got to chase their worth. And we're talking about the NHL, a league that you you don't need to be a a diehard fan. You don't have to be a a historian of the NHL. This league has shafted their players. They've locked them out. They've, you you know what I'm saying? The relationship between ownership and players, say what you want, it's, It's not that great historically. Right now, the players, the players with one year left on that CBA before they can open up for negotiation, they're really trying to get their way. And they see the way the game's going. And it's not even that. It's not even just about the players. Talk about the age of these players. It came out of nowhere. 20, 21. The best players on your team are that age. The best player. We're not talking about the fourth best player on your team, the fifth best player on your team. We're talking about the best player on your team is probably 21, is probably 22, coming off of ELC that changed everything give the players the money believe that you can re-sign them after a three-year deal or a five-year deal i understand what's best for business and you may want to save save some dollars but let me tell you something too the nhl is on on the rise and could you imagine if if we're a month into the season and let's say ratnan wasn't playing marner wasn't playing connor wasn't playing Lane was that that's shit. that's bad for a league that needs to grow have their best players missing games because of a fucking contract. That's bad. It, it's it's different in the NFL where you might see one player do it, but we might see six players do it, seven players do it, eight players do it. That sucks. Well, I don't know. In the
1: NFL, you are seeing more players kind of flex their muscles, mm-hmm. say, I'm holding no. There are multiple guys, like, you know, there was Melvin Gordon, Ezekiel, and all those guys. Could the NHL become like that? Because right now, I don't really see another way out of it. If the cap's not going to go up, like, teams have pretty much every team has a bad contract. And right now, with the cap not going up, this is screwing over almost every team in the NHL that has an RFA still to sign.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I think with the with the NFL players, you know, player empowerment, in my opinion, started with with the NBA. When I talk about this era, I think it started with the NBA. The NFL got it really quick. They picked up on it, and these running backs who uh, the, the the NFL running backs. I know this is a hockey podcast, but they need their own union, man. That's just <laughs> not fair, bro. You, you, I understand that I the NFL you. is loaded with talent, and at the end of the day, we didn't really miss Le'Veon Bell when he missed a year, but still, Le'Veon Bell is one of the best athletes in the decade in the NFL. We got we we missed him for a year. I don't want to miss miss Mitch Marner for a year, Brock Bezzer for no, I'm not, I'm not saying a year. I, I'm a month. I don't want to see. I don't want to miss him for a month. I don't oh. want to miss Ratnan for a month. I want to see Ratnan play with Landis Goggin McKinnon from the jump. Braden Point, same thing. I want to see these guys in October, early October.
1: Well, here's the thing. Not only may we miss him for a month, but is there a chance that any of these guys miss the year? Do you think there's a chance in hell any of these guys will sit out an entire year?
0: Damn, that's a good question. What do you think?
1: I would lean towards no. But man, there, there's a couple guys I look at who could who could sit out. And Don't I, say it. I think the two teams in the most trouble right now are probably, by the sounds of it, the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, you look at Mitch Marner's situation. The, his situation is unique. Because of Austin Matthews, he's probably the only major RFA who's going to get $10 million plus. And he deserves $10 million he plus. He deserves it. You know, he's the undersized guy. He's probably been uh, told he's not good enough all his life. He's too small, all this stuff. He's going to play with the chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And he's going to play with the chip on his shoulder in these contract negotiations too, by the sounds of it. But, you know, if the Leafs have about $11 million in cap space... And I think one thing to note too, and I know Harmon Dial in The Athletic pointed out for the Canucks, is that a lot of these teams have performance bonuses for their other players as well that you have to dig in to find more about. So even though the Leaf set may have 11 million in cap space, mm-hmm. if there's bonuses as so well, they then maybe there's it, yeah. a couple of million more, right? But regardless, pretty much the max that inside of Martin 2 I see is 11 million. They, they really have to make some moves and cut some space. Didn't, Martin, he,
0: didn't he reject something similar he, to that think today? Would,
1: exactly, right? And if he's going to reject it, like, what are the Leafs going to do? What can the Leafs offer him? So I'm not really sure
0: where this goes after that. So from what I saw, and this could just be a report, but Marner rejected, what, a seven to eight-year deal worth over $11 million per. Now, if that is true, he is set on making sure that he just signs a five-year deal, a three-year deal. He wants that second contract. Shortly after that new TV deal is done. Like they just wanna do it. I, I see why the players are doing it. Give them that short term, three to five years. Figure it out. You're the Maple Leafs. You're the Maple Leafs. And a lot of people are hating on Martin right now too. They they're calling him a baby, calling him a team wrecker. Yo. It's not, it's not about that. I think he's really looking out for the future.
1: Yeah, and that's the problem yeah. with diehard fans too. I think there's a tweet from Platinum C Ghost that was uh, bitching about oh oh I can't believe Marno were turned down. I think it was less than ten million. Actually, it was like three year, mm-hmm. nine million or something like that. <laughs> Why are you angry about that? I mean, <laughs> you know this guy deserves to make ten million plus. He had ninety four points last season. He's going to the. He's not even in the prime of his career. I would say he's only going to get better. I mean he's a guy I, I could see holding out. And if oh, this wow. happens to the Leafs again, what's the perception of Kyle Dubas going to be? That he's not a great negotiator. Because he lost Nylander for a good chunk of time, and then I, he wasn't good. I wouldn't what if say happens to Martin I,
0: I don't know if that's what people would say. I think th- these are two circumstances that... This is, Dubis your, you, sa- you
1: said Dubas was your favorite GM, I think, earlier last year. so yeah, Maybe I mean,
0: I'm being you, biased. Don't like you don't like I'm a Dubis, I'm I'm a Dubis fan. This is just a, a weird circumstance where it's a second year in the league. You have a player that is set in stone of what he wants. He's not budging guy's not fucking budging mitch marner knows what he wants and he's only gonna sign what he gets that's what i totally assume the guy just got offered 80 million dollars plus over an eight year deal a seven year deal he said no he said no this is what i'm thinking too these guys are not dumb right after that three year three year deal is done or that five year deal is done what these rfas want i wonder how much money they possibly think they can make are we seeing the cap go up to 90 plus maybe in to a hundred mil in five years who knows Maybe they're thinking that they can get 15 mil per year. Not that long, long down the road. I don't know why. Why else would would they want that three to five year deal? Like I, I don't see them wanting it for an extra million. I think they they kind of see where the league is going and they're looking at big big money.
1: Well, yeah, and a lot of it's to get to UFA status. And I think yeah. people talk about how a precedent hasn't been set yet. I think a precedent has been set with both the Timo Meyer and Zach Werenski deals. Both those guys are making what. Uh, what was Five it, ten no million? No, but ten million in the final year of that contract. No, Meyer yeah. is. Werensky's close seven, to that as seven. well. Oh, he's up at seven. So, so anyways, to qualify them, yeah. they need to make seven or ten million dollars, and that's in their last year mm-hmm. before UFA status. Mm-hmm. That's a smart move. It is a smart move, and I, I think that's going to be the pre- precedent with a lot of these guys. Mm-hmm. Is that it's going to be backloaded so that when they go to be qualified, it's going to cost the team.
0: I think it was like Warenski gets four million, four million, then on the last year he gets seven. I guess the Meyer deal is a little bit different. But, damn, that qualifying offer gimmick with the RFAs, it makes sense for these players because, essentially, that turns into a four-year deal. Yeah. Right? That three-year deal turns into a four-year yeah. deal.
1: Four to five for Timo Meyer, yeah.
0: Let me ask you a question. We'll stick on Mitch Marner okay. for a bit.
1: I love questions, man.
0: <laughs> Fire him away. Who would you rather have, Mitch Marner or Austin Matthews? And a lot. I think the easy answer, for some reason, is always Matthews. He's a great player. He's one of the best players in the league. Great shot, great attitude. He, when he's healthy, he's dominant. But how far off is Mitch Marner, and is he far off? Are they the same? Is Mitch Marner better than Austin Matthews? Man,
1: it's that's it's actually really tough for me. And I honestly, when Marner got drafted, I, I was kind of a bit of a hater too. I wasn't the biggest Marner believer. I thought he might be might be too small, that he'd get pushed around a little more. And then obviously the games changed a lot since 2015, where players like Marner thrive. It's man, that's hard to say. I. You know what i might go mitch marner for the reason Whoa.
0: that
1: i think it this is a, a clip this is a clip i think it is a better job of making the players around him better Ooh. and that's a bold statement because matthews has shown good chemistry with with nylander and and, and, Hyman. and, and, and marner Ryan. played with tavares so maybe that's a bit of bar- bias but marner was off from the guy setting up tavares i think that you know marner that brings value to a team if if you can make the players around you that much better that's a big skill to have. So maybe i give Marner the... Uh, they have different skills. It is a hard comparison. Mm-hmm. And there's always going to be the size bias. But, you know, based on the last couple seasons of work, you could definitely make the argument for Mitch Marner. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to say I'd, I'd rather have Mitch Marner on my team.
0: Damn. That's great. I'm going to stay away from that question. That's what I'm going to do How there.
1: about you? Are you going to stay away from this question? Let's okay. get another Columbia <laughs> question. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. okay. All right. One second, man. Let's see.
0: This guy wrote down the questions? Columbia.
1: i'm just i'm just building up dramatic suspense <clears throat> what was the best tried to get laid story on the trip and it doesn't necessarily have to be you it could be one of your buddies but the best oh, no i can't i can't get i don't
0: you know what on my homies behalf i can't i can't tell their stories but i will tell you no i don't, i don't want to tell a story but but i may sound like a no i can't do it no this story's bad oh i I, I got i got you rolling
1: man jesus
0: i will say this you know i'm not gonna lie um when i so i met i met that first girl that we were talking about i met her on the like the second second day in colombia and then we flew over to cartagena which was a a, a different city in uh colombia which needed a flight and i was just texting her i lined up the date and that was the first time i got to like go out with her right and it was our last night in colombia I'm. I'm not trying to be a a dog or anything like that. But you know, I was gonna have a romantic time. I was gonna have a good time. <laughs> I tried. She's a good girl, though, man. She don't. She don't go with the the one night stand to this. Uh, you know, random dude from Canada. You know, it's, to, it's all respect. You know, it's all respect. You're,
1: you're respectful, guys. So I'm. I'm giving the clap. Clap of respect.
0: You know, I'm not. And it's crazy. I didn't do. I didn't do all my laundry when I got back. To, to bc and i was wearing some pants that i wore over in columbia and i had a, uh, I had some condoms in my back pocket that my buddy slipped in my pockets because you know i, I don't want to kiss and tell man a lot of things were going on that night it was a great night i it was going in the right direction you know boom bam but there was no there's no bam <laughs> there's <was>, there, <laughs> there no bam you know it's just boom. hey great girl man like great people in columbia straight up straight up hey, shout man, out to like, google translate i'm gonna say it again I'm gonna say it again. Imagine this. You're in a foreign land. South America. Nobody knows how to speak English down there. Maybe like 5% of the people there. You're you're really going on dates with girls if and that's the thing. I mean Again, people go to Colombia and right away. They think about prostitution, escorts, all these things. They think you're gonna have to pay your way to to some romance. No, it's not like that, man. It's not it's it's not like that. Whatever you've heard about Colombia It's not like that. You can go that route, but you can go that route here. You can go that route here. You take a girl out on a date and think about this, man. Like she don't know how to speak English. I don't know how to speak Spanish. So shout out to Google Translate. Shout out to Google Translate. That date was a nice date. Her uncle drove us on on the top of like some mountain and we looked over the city. Great times. What a girl, man. Shout out to, shout out to Andrea. That's how you say it. Andrea, your name. Breakout, oh, a little, breakout. little
1: roll of the, little roll of the r there. Nice man. Yeah, straight up. Non-Columbia question here, but if you could only have one app, would it be Google Maps or Google Translate? Google Translate,
0: because you Ooh. gotta talk, to- you gotta, you gotta break the ice. I was literally going up to, to women, in Colombia with my phone, and they were cool about it. I think they found it charming. And the first, uh, the the first thing I'd always write on there is is dance, because, I learned that in Latin America that culture. They love to dance. And they don't really deny you of a dance. What they'll do is they'll they'll dance with you in one song for one song and if you suck at dancing, they'll fucking sit down. Woo! You know? it happened to me quite a bit. I thought I could dance, but Oh <laughs> uh, no. I, I mean I You know, you know I, what I'm saying? I, I
1: party with Brazilians. Yeah. And I thought I could dance too. And then I party with them and they're just like, You use your shoulders way too much. So it's like you, yo, it's all about the way, hips. Yeah, it's got you gotta yeah, you have to dance to the hips, with, man. With, you have to. With one girl I should have told you that before you left. With one girl, left, I asked I her to
0: dance, you said yes, right? All the time and I realized that she was only giving me one dance at a time, one dance at a time, and then we went to the next club sa- with the same girl, right? And then I learned how to do it, and then she's giving me like three dances, four dances, five dances, and it was a great time. And you know, I may sound like a dog on this. No, yeah, you, dancing you, is dancing. You got at club. Dancing you know lessons, saying? man. On, man? That? like a dog? You Come just on, learned. Man. I think
1: you were a respectable Canadian guy down yeah, there, man. You yeah. rep Canada very you know well. She, yo, one girl
0: call me valuable. You're wow. valuable. Obviously, the language is like when she says it in Spanish, and I fucking Google Translate it, and that's what it comes out on. I think the lingo is a little different. Come on, man, I'm fucking MVP down there, baby.
1: Well, you you are an MVP down there. I believe that, but I got you are wrong, man. I, Google Maps is definitely better than Google Translate really? between. Dude, Google Maps is an absolute lifesaver. Are you kidding me? From what? Okay, Here's dude, you can download th- maps. Hey. You can like watch where you are
0: offline. Yo, Google Maps is incredible. I've been saying this for a while, bro. I've been saying this for a while. Maybe I told you too. And a lot of friends always come up to me like, "Yo, what are you going to go back to like, you know, uh, on the di- when are you going to get a girlfriend again? You know, it's been a while, bro." I always tell people, "I think my girl is not here. She's she's international. She's somewhere else in the world, you know? So, I need Google Translate to break the ice. Hey, if the girl's good enough, I'll learn your language, no problem." And man, Spanish girls, their voices and when they try speaking English too, it's sexy, yo. Straight up. Shout out to fucking Colombia, man. You making me Damn, man! I'll finish the story off. So with that, with with the girl, good times. When I was like walking her back to her cab, it was super late at night. She had to work the next morning. Yo, she, I guess there's so many women down there. The 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 girl to guy ratio is fucking crazy down there. She was surprised that I waited for her for a cab to. go. It's like four in the morning she's like you know kissing me on the cheek getting all will love you and stuff like that when i put her when i put her in the cab I, th- <laughs> I was like damn i don't think i'm gonna miss her yo first time in like six years that happened to me you know with a fucking female oh wow, man and then you just fly you know then so kyle Ka- Ka- went like to
1: columbia and grew a heart it's like it's like yeah the that's what happened the bro summer. that's what happened wow
0: that's what happened i went that's to columbia powerful. Damn, I'm open up on this, man. I'm so, I'm not supposed to kiss and tell. What the fuck? What type of question is that, well, I,
1: this is hey, it was your idea to give me three questions on the show, man. Oh, this, man. this is your fault. I and know, you know, man. you know, I'm gonna make him make him like somewhat sexual. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Guaranteed. Yeah.
1: They're gonna be filthy, man. They're gonna be filthy. Hey, man. South gotta...
0: America too. You know, South America. I read a book called Modern Romance. What's the guy's name? How do you pronounce the name? Aziz Ansari. You tell me, man. I have no idea. The brown comedian cool dude he wrote a book on it and he talks about how like South America is the most like it's one of the most sexual active countries in the world but it's not just based on them being horny people it's like they actually just are open to romances you yeah. know but they're open to like taking an L if it doesn't work out you know whereas I think in North America we may overthink it too much where we don't give, we do we don't give chances to, to I've, people I've
1: heard I mean I've heard from countless girls from you know that area of the world like Colombia and uh, Brazil and Argentina that North American guys, specifically Canadian guys, are way too nice and way too slow to make a move. They expect guys to make a move. That's what they're used to down there because they are open to it.
0: Yes, they expect. Yo, when I went down there, again, when I haven't been like this in a long time, I, n- I didn't know I was capable of this shit. But once you're in that air, you just yeah, you gotta you gotta do it. You gotta be a gentleman. You gotta approach. You gotta make the move. Shout out to Google Translate. If I just showed you, we're, we're gonna after this episode, we'll have smoke. I'll show you the fucking conversations. You're going to laugh your ass off. One thing about the Spanish language, too, because when I was texting the girls and texting her, you can't speak in English. English is so boring. It's it so is. boring. I you got to lay it down in Spanish. You're more bold, man. You're more bold. Damn, man.
1: Bold, man. Bold. Well, it's, uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that bold story from you. I, I got one more bold take about who I think might hold out, but we're going to get to it after a little advertisement on Silky and Filthy
0: we got to make some money, man. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, straight up.
1: (laughs) Well, we hope you enjoyed that advertisement on Silky and Filthy. Now we're going to go back to your weekly dose of Puck Talk and Bullshit. Kyle, you tell me. Is this Puck Talk or Bullshit? I think the other RFA who could potentially hold out is Matthew Kachuk in Calgary. (sighs) Calgary, I mean... Man, that trade James Neal for, for Milan Lucic. I, don't, I get that you want to get rid of get rid of James Neal, but look, they have Lucic on the books now. They have, I estimated, 7.9 million in cap space. And they got to sign Matthew Gachuk and another guy who they like, Andrew... Ma, mm, I'm going to call him Magpie. I think it's Pane. Um, Let's call him Magpie.
0: That guy's good, yo. Lil, Lil Magpie. Yeah, he's good. Okay, um, so they got to sign Lil, Lil, Lil Magpie and, uh, and Lil Chucky like there. Chucky, eh? Yeah. Yo, is that his nickname? I don't know. That'd be a fucking crazy a nickname. nickname for Kachuk. Matthew yeah. Kachuk. He is a little Chucky. He's a he, Yo, he's a shithead.
1: Yeah, exactly. When he's not And, and, and again, he's, he's a no-holds-barred guy on the ice. And maybe he'll be like that in negotiations, too. I don't know. Because, Matt, 7.9 mil... You gotta assume Magpie's gotta get, like... Probably, like, the Goldobin thing. Like, yeah. 900,000, million bucks. May, maybe a bit more. But, I mean, they're so tight to the cap that... I mean, like I'm looking at like a maximum of seven million dollars for Kachuk, unless they move somebody out. But I, I don't, I'm not. I'll sure who say they're gonna this, move
0: out. I'll say this. If Brock Bezier, you know, shout out to Vancouver. That's where we're from. All the talk is about Brock Bezier making seven mil. They're just figuring out the term. If Brock Bezer's making seven mil, I'm sorry, Matthew Kachuk, he probably deserves eight or I eight agree. and a half.
1: He's Matt, already, he's already a, a seventy-five point player, thirty-plus goal cool guy. best has proven that, yeah, and he should probably deserve six point five. point. How many?
0: How many teams in the league? have a player like Matthew Kachuk. Honestly, I'm saying less than five. I can't even name those five players. He is the closest thing to Brad Marchand. He really is. He's an X-factor type of player. Damn. Another guy that we may not have on opening night in the NHL. This is an important year in the NHL and a lot of stars. It's a fucking shame, yo, that this may happen. How come these teams weren't prepared for this, Yo. Did they not know how good these guys were? Did they not know how smart they were? Matthew Kachuk, he needs to be there. Game one. Game, Come on, man. I think man. so,
1: too. The one thing that makes me think that he won't hold out is the fact that you know Goudreau was down that road and signed right before the season started. And when you look at teams like Colorado and Calgary, they have superstars like Goudreau, like McKinnon, Lance Scott Monaghan, making less than $7 million oh, yeah. bucks. Goudreau's making nothing. So that, I think that's going to pull down... The, the high asking rfas a bit but these rfas with salaries going up with the salary cap still going up since these contracts were signed they're still gonna get a bump they're still gonna like contract's gonna make more than goudreau yeah. even though
0: goudreau is the better player it's now, gonna happen it's just the evolution of salaries now yeah exactly it's the evolution of not only the salaries but player empowerment it's different these athletes are different now in north america now Sidney crosby he was on uh spin chicklets and he talked about how If he takes less, the only way it works is if if everyone else takes less, right? Johnny Gaudreau, not making a lot. McKinnon, not making a lot. I don't think these RFAs really care because it's different times. It's different times. Again, player empowerment. These players know that they're the ticket. They're the the money. They're the reason why there's there's something on the TV screen. And again, the NHL, how good is the NHL right now? How good is that product? How good is someone like Matthew Kachuk? Man, do do you think that players like what would you want on your team? Like players to take less, obviously. Yeah. But and, and what and would you stra- do?
1: It's a strategy that works. I think players got to take less. It it almost worked for the Canucks. They had a lot of guys take less. It's also worked in in cities like Pittsburgh too. Guys are taking yeah. less there for for quite some time because Crosby set the tone. Exactly. So it, it it is a strategy that can work, right? You know, Pittsburgh's won multiple Stanley Cups mm-hmm. based on that strategy, and, and, and that's why I wonder if things are going to work in Toronto, even if Martiner gets signed. You're going to have, you know, three guys making, you know, 40% of your cap. So, I mean, it's, is that conducive to winning? Well, we're going to find out.
0: That's a great question. Now, I've been on the player side for a long time now. I don't know what's been going on. Maybe because I'm reading too many autobiographies about these players. And I'm just like, yeah, player player can get whatever they want. I, the do, I do think that I am shying away, though, and forgetting about the team aspect of all this. Because that is the most important thing. Especially as a fan. If you're a fan of this, and if you like a player, sure, whatever. Get him paid, but understand that you're cheering for the team too. Player empowerment era... <laughs> yeah, these players are getting paid by the teams for sure. Uh, fuck, this is crazy. This is an interesting time in the world of sports and in the NHL.
1: We haven't really seen this happen in the NHL in our lifetimes, having this many RFAs hold out. But again, the game has never been... This much about the young guys and, and the speed and skill that they bring. So it is an interesting time, man. I think I'm going to throw one more name your way for a possible holdout. I think Chuck and Marner are the two I have on mine. And I do think Winnipeg will get something done with Line and Connor. But I see Line as another guy. If they really are convinced that they want Connor long term. Like if that's the guy they want to lock in on. And I think they do by all accounts. By the way he's used by everything Line went through last year. But... If Connor does sign a long term deal, where does that leave Line? A? Right now, I'll tell you what. So, the Winnipeg Jets, uh, based on what I was uh, reading on Cap Friendly, ha- they have about $60 million in cap space for Connor and Line. Yeah, lots of space, right? Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Got you there, buddy. Uh, if Connor signs a long term deal, he's probably making $8 million, right? Yo, Are you going to get him for long term for less than think?
0: eight? Obviously, it's great that you have Kyle Connor, an unbelievable player, but I think Winnipeg did not know he was going to be this good. Yeah, I think (laughs) so When they were managing stuff. And maybe they were looking at uh, when Lonnie was going to become an RFA and they were lining everything up. And the numbers were going to work, but Connor just got too good. He's playing with Shifley. He's playing with Wheeler. (laughs) Numbers get boop all the way up there. And now he wants – this is – it's a blessing, but also damn. Damn.
1: Crazy. What would you do if you were Winnipeg? Would you – like, would you – which guy would you prefer if you're going to put a preference on a guy – Right. But is that what they're going to do at Winnipeg? Probably not. It'd be interesting to see. And
0: I know a lot of Winnipeg fans would say Connor. Obviously, I think they're going to get signed both. They they have to. They have to. Because when you look at Winnipeg, they just extended Blake Wheeler. But he's going into his 30s. You know, I think it's very, 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 very important for them to to get both these guys locked up. Not even consider a trade option or whatever, you know? They got to figure this out. It's going to be tough. Damn, player empowerment era. It's fucking over that HL. Any chance they get
1: matching contracts? Yes. You think so? Yes. Well, Do you think they will? You sound pretty confident there.
0: I mean, my original. Who thought- is. Okay, I, I did say that Lane is. I would rather have Lane than than Connor. Lane's just, just a bit more fun, you know? <laughs> Something about yeah, it. Come you on, could, man. Just look at that. Talk to at that about shot. the entertainment look and Lane is there for you. You know, it. interesting dude. But who's the better player? Who would you rather have on your team? Who would Winnipeg rather have on the team? Who would those players rather have on their team? Because I don't like to get into the whole rumor thing too much, but there, there are people that do say that Lane does not fit in that dressing room. I don't know.
1: Well, here's the thing. like I think we both agree Line is the better player. He's got the higher ceiling. There's no doubt about that. But Connor's earned the bigger contract at this point. That's the Ooh,
0: problem, yo. You got some bold takes, man. Oh, well,
1: Mitch Marner over Matthews. Just clip it, snip it, Connor and get out there. more
0: than Lane. <laughs> Clip it and snip it and get it out there. I like that, man.
1: And we're not talking about Cox.
0: Hey, whoa, 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 whoa.
1: You know, man. You know, adult circumcision. <laughs> it's a big thing <laughs> in some parts of the world.
0: <laughs> Circumcis How do you even say that word? I, yo, circum circumcision. <laughs> it just sounds so funny, you know. It sounds like you're you're struggling to say it too. Circum. circumcision circumcision circumcised oh wow silky and filthy baby
1: i I was originally thinking with connor and lining that connor would get the long-term deal i was thinking six year eight million and lining might get something shorter like two year seven million a bit of a show me deal but now i wonder if it's i think it's either that or they get magic contracts We'll it's see. Tough. Or Lane holds
0: out. It's tough. You you look at it, you look at this both ways, right? I know Lane scored what? Like maybe like negative two goals since November last year. Like he did nothing after November. But what other player could score over 20 goals in a month? You're probably looking 30, at he had
1: 30 goals in the season. We're talking about a guy who had a down year. I
0: know, because he had twenty what other player could score twenty goals in a month? What if he does that twice in a year? Like Lane's special, bro. I know we like to look at it the other way, where it's, it's like, what 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 have you done for me lately? Where the, hell, where the hell did you go? I don't know what the fuck happened in Winnipeg, but damn, you scored 20-plus goals in a month. Who else is doing that? Oh, Who else? Nobody else. Damn, man. Patrick Laine, man. Incredible talent. Winnipeg, man. That's... Imagine that, right? Like, on the same year? Two big-time RFAs. Player empowerment.
1: Well, I, I, again, this is probably why things are going to have to change in the N- N- NHL with uh, the whole RFA-UFA structure because, you know, th- these RFAs are flexing flexing their muscles, which is holding out. That's all they got at this stage. Uh, I, I think what I'd like to see is to open that UFA window a little sooner because if mm-hmm. player empowerment is going that way, this could be a big sticking thing in the next lockout. For those of the fans who don't know, uh, it's You have to be 27 or have seven years of NHL experience to hit UFA status.
0: That's ridiculous. It's 27? Yeah. I thought it was like or 26. Seven, or seven years or of seven NHL,
1: years. which is becoming a little bit younger. Which
0: is tw- could be a 25, 24, or whatever, yeah. Well, 25, not 24. That's- even
1: even shorten it by one year. Why not, you know, three-year entry-level deal, and then you have three years to UFA status after that, six years total. Yeah, not bad. And I, I think other, one other thing... That I still
0: find that, you know, a part of me still finds that a bit too long. I don't like the fact that these athletes who've worked their whole life, they don't really have a choice up until the age of 25 of where they want to work, where they want to play, where they want to win. Yeah. Why not 22? Why not 23? Yeah, it's fair, you know, man. I, and I understand why... We may sound dumb saying this, right? Because teams are like, "Oh, why would a why would a player like Jack Eichel want to stay in Buffalo? Like that sucks. He's, he's got five years, and he's going to bounce. Do something in those five years, then." Yeah, <laughs> you, you know, know what I'm saying? There are players that. want to Why wanna are win? teams so scared? Teams, some teams are so bad. <laughs> that's that's the problem here, man. Crazy, man.
1: Yeah, I know you're right about that. Uh, You'll let's touch on a couple of these uh, these other RFAs while we uh, we wrap up this uh, sizzling RFA episode here. Um, I think one guy that we all thought would be signed by now is Braden Point in Tampa Bay. Uh, Lightning have a projected 8.6 million cap space. Point, again, probably one of those guys. He had as as many points as Marner last year. He was in that echelon. I mean, there's no way that Tampa can afford to pay .11 million dollars. They can't even afford to pay him $9 million right now. What's going to happen there? It's another situation where a team's capped out. At point seemed... I think we all thought, you know, Braden Point, good Midwest <laughs> Canadian boy. Top
0: six forward. Yeah, well, you just, know, just good in the na- playoffs. Yeah,
1: nice play Canadian boy, man. He yeah. was going to just take that uh, that team discount to win the cup. And, and Tampa, I think this is gonna, what's going to have to happen in Tampa. Like, guys might have to take less money because they have so many stars there. And, and Point might be one of the first you. guys to take the bullet. Kucherov took the bullet, right? And he's, you know, making 9.5. So I think that's probably... I th- that makes nine. Like the maximum for a point based <laughs> on you know salary cap aside. Just yeah. looking at Kucherov, but I like points got to make at least eight million bucks. He's got a
0: there. Make Tampa something max happened. The man. Something happened. I get. I I understand what you're trying to say. We talked about it with Crosby. Now you're now you're saying Kucherov. He set the set the tone for Tampa Bay. People should make less than Kucherov or whatever. Something happened with this group of RFA's. I'm talking some cult or something. You know that Mitch Marner is fucking leading. I'm telling you, man. And the only reason that Zach signed is because he's scared of Tortorella. <laughs> he's like, oh shit, Tortorella snapped off. Boom, bang. Let's get this contract done. Or maybe because Orensky's like, fuck it. I just want to play. I don't want to miss training camp. These players, these other guys, something is happening. Something's fucking happening, bro. Because what you just told me now, you just mentioned Braden Point, Matthew Kachuk. There's so many that I, I, I actually forgot about those two. You
1: know, and there's guys you haven't even mentioned yet either, right? Yeah, um, Charlie McAvoy. McAvoy's another one too. You want, you want to look at that situation? Boston has 7.2 million cap space, and they got to sign McAvoy and Brandon Carlo. So they Man. basically have to get both those guys in for seven million bucks.
0: Yeah, you're looking at what? You're looking at 12 million dollars there, combined. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, they have to get. <laughs> <laughs> that's how are they going to get it done? Like, Carl's got to sign for, like, even if McAvoy signs the Rowanski deal. Like, Carlos got assigned for $2 million. Yeah. Like, what's you going to I don't know, man. That's, that's another dicey situation.
0: How would you handle this? Okay, let's say you have an RFA. You have McAvoy. You're the GM. You don't have that cap space. There's really nothing you can do. You have a meeting with this player, and you're really trying to fit him into the team philosophy and to make sure the team works with your cap. How, what are you saying to the guy?
1: Well, I, I think what's going to happen in a lot of these situations, what I would say is that... Wait, know, I'll, I'll be the
0: player. You be the GM.
1: I, I, again... There's been a lot of cap mistakes yeah. that have been made. Part of that's our fault. But to get asses. the bigger dollars, you're going to have to take a shorter-term deal. I, I know these guys want to sign their players long-term, but they can't right now. There's no way. Mm-hmm. Guys are just going to have to take shorter bridge deals with which bonuses. I think they're down,
0: I think, which I think they're down for. But don't you think that these players would want bridge deals? Three-year deals. We t- saw it with the qualifying offer. I
1: think, I, I think the teams are going to have to bite the bullet.
0: Yeah, the teams are going to have to bite this the what's bullet. what's going to
1: happen. I think the cult of RFA's. we're calling it. The cult of RFAs. Mitch Marner's secret fan club. Not fan he's a, club. He's a just leader. Saying, but, you know, M- Mitch this Marner's secret This cult. guy's in
0: the fucking robe with a hockey stick, you know? just fucking. With, he's the, wearing the top a of the,
1: silky robe for sure, yeah, man. The top yeah. of the fucking
0: hockey stick's on fire. He's got a hoodie on too and he's telling these motherfuckers, like, yo, we ain't signing shit till we get our ways. We're all signing three-year deals. We're all signing five-year deals. Most of us are going to make nine mil, ten mil over that time. Some of you guys are going to have to take seven or eight, which is still great, over three years, then boom, new TV contract. We're signing for... 13, like 80-point guys are signing for $12 million. 100-point guys are signing for $15 million. You know, we got to get that second contract. These players are smart, man. These players... Is this this what's best for the future of the NHL? That the players take charge?
1: It's best from an entertainment standpoint, for sure. I, I think... The, the one thing that worries me is that the NHL becomes like the NBA where it's super teams. I, I prefer Why does parody. that
0: worry about what? Why, why does that worry you?
1: I personally prefer parity. I like the unknown. I like the surprises. I feel like when there's super teams, there's less surprises. And sometimes you can just tune out until the conference finals, which, you watch which is Danny, what happened in the NBA. You watch every Sunday.
0: You watch every Monday. You watch every Thursday. G- but I, yeah, NFL. but I'm a,
1: I'm, a hard, I'm a
0: hardcore hockey fan.
1: You're talking NFL, yeah, NFL, yeah, uh, NFL, but NFL is different. There's not super, I'm talking NBA and the NFL. I think there's lots of parity. I don't think there's super teams. I think there's probably five, six bad teams in the NFL, and then there's there's te- a lot of teams that have a chance. There's just
0: one super team, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's just one, <laughs> which super is a total team. different narrative. Exactly. I get what you're saying. <laughs> the 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 super team narrative or the, the notion of building super teams in the NBA has worked as far as it, it's the market worked, goes, but, but as far as merchandise sale goes as, as far as everything like storylines and whatever tv True. ratings and all that stuff for some reason i don't know why that reason is but the super team thing works in the nba and it's worked since what the 70s the 80s the 90s here's my Mid-2000s, theory on that. late 2000s
1: my theory on that is that having super teams allows more bandwagon fans to jump on casual fans can latch onto one of these super teams and just cheer from them all the way. There's probably lots of Golden State fans who are, who are not really like lifelong Golden State fans. Oh, for sure, for or sure. Or guys who just follow the around, right?
0: Okay. Speaking of super teams, let's pull it back a couple of years when John Tavares signed with the the Maple Leafs. How much do you think that decision influenced these players to to want to become a UFA? Because the NHL, a fucking you know old head type of league, you know be loyal stay with one team don't fuck around all about the team that's what it's been like forever and then we see John Tavares not tell the Islanders he's gonna leave not wait like you know not not asking for a trade not getting any assets from for him just walking away from the Islanders and picking where he wants to go I think these players want to do that now they really want to do it
1: well I I would point to a bit of a different situation but I would point to Panarin and Bobrovsky I think there are more players that are gonna do it and it's gonna continue in the future
0: back-to-back years
1: the cult of bitch martyrs is rising, the cult of bitch <laughs> is rising. What would man. that cult
0: be called? Like this RFA cult. Um hmm. M- Mitchie
1: Mitch and the silky studs? Milky Mi- Mil- Mitchy Mitch.
0: Mitchie oh, Mitchie Mitch. What do you think of Milky Bro? What the fuck? Like that's the weakest cult name ever. You need something hard, something stern, you know, something dark. Something boss, you know? come on Mitchy! fuck man <laughs> nobody's gonna go to that meeting that had a nice ring to it man what yeah. can I say oh my god man I'm, I'm,
1: I, I'm more I'm more of a writer than a, uh, than a badass I guess what can I say
0: hey man I, I fuck with what Mitch Marner is doing I really do it's fun it's entertaining it's not happening how about just fuck with to local te- fucking with Mitch fucking with Mitch or down with Mitch right or or don't be a Mitch or Mitch please Mitch please there you go Mitch please oh man You know, I watched this uh, Netflix documentary one time. I'm always watching this weird shit. And it was about a cult. And it scared the fuck out of me, man. It really did. I had to just, fuck, stop watching. They were, like, in the canyons following this one dude. And this dude would just, like, perform, you know, sexual acts on, like, the members of his cult. And they thought he was a god. And, you know, they did, like close zoom up on his face and <laughs> it was like the middle of the night i turned it off man i got so scared man i thought i was watching some bullshit i thought i was gonna fucking join that cult man shit was weird jesus man is that where you uh you got your smooth no i'm not asking sorry I was, it
1: was related to columbia that i don't want that to be ah, my last question you got question, one so. more question don't yo, yo let's talk about you for a bit man what the fuck you been up to bad oh i don't know man like i said i, I went on my honeymoon Woo! you know I, I i went to the east uh wow, well, not the east coast but i went to ontario spent some time in lake country Relaxed there. Got wow. a tan on. You know, it was I was Uncle Trevor with my nieces and nephews, man. Whoa. They're just hanging off of me. Wow. Trying to get into daddy mode. But yeah, the honeymoon The honeymoon, shit, the honeymoon was sick, man. The honeymoon was sick. We did a little road trip down uh, Oregon, California
0: coast. Hit Yosemite. Shout out to Travis Scott. Yes. Yo, Yos- I just figured out that's what <laughs> Yosemite. I thought it was Yosemite. Now I'm the biggest Oh, father. come on. You, I'm the biggest Travis Scott fan. Jesus, fam. man. But then Yosemite. Okay, so you went there. Yeah. Do you like that song?
1: With Donna you know, and it's Travis Scott? Okay. I don't
0: know, it's okay. Yeah, you're not really into the auto-tune shit that much, yeah. but...
1: It, it, it's it's kind of like a nice floaty song. I feel like na, na, shutting na, my na, na, brain off.
0: Na, 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 na. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's one of those songs. But
1: Yosemite, Yosemite's crazy, man. What, what's there? Of, it's a national park, but it's got these, like, big granite mountains almost. like there. It's it's like nothing I've seen in the world. Nice. And I've been a place or two. I'm <laughs> no, just kidding, I haven't really been anywhere. But yeah, Yosemite, everywhere, man. crazy views, man. You know, the Oregon Dunes blew my mind. And you know what? I even went my first seattle seahawks game shout out to my wife she pushed she pushed me to go she's like as soon as i told her i was like yeah we're gonna be driving home through seattle on the way home from our honeymoon she's like let's go to the game so my first seahawks game Shout out to the seahawks uh it was actually they played terrible but they won and century links it's just a nice place that sounds beautiful man i cracked my first beer at like nine in the morning man i felt like a real true nfl fan it was awesome that's
0: awesome man that sounds that sounds fun man i'm glad that you did all those cool things during the month off you know when I told Trevor that we were gonna take a month off, this guy was like, No nah, man, you know, podcast every day, you know, fuck man, all this time, man. I was like, Yo, you just got married, man. Chill with your damn wife, yo. What the fuck oh, you doing with me, baby. man? Chill the fuck out, man. And you went on a nice little roadie, you know, I like that.
1: Yeah, I'm lucky she doesn't listen to this. Oh, you my guys God.
0: you guys always go on road trips and nice little Come on, man, that's so that's so beautiful, that's so romantic, yo, no, man. Maybe I should bring my Colombian girlfriend over, you know? You know, one thing I do regret is not bringing, you know, visa papers over, you know, just in case. Boom, bam.
1: Dude, you should have just brought... Yeah, exactly. You should have brought them with you. you should have been prepared. You should have been ready for this, man. You should have been prepared to go.
0: I know, man. It is what it is. I will be back in Columbia, though, for sure. That, All right, that's well, home.
1: I'm going to get to one more Columbia question to finish off the episode, but I want to touch on two more RFAs first. Let's do it. Uh, let's let's touch, about our, touch on our boy, Brock Bester in Vancouver. Well, what's, what is what going to happen with Brock Bester? you think? I mean, he's... I think he's pretty much locked into that six and a half, seven and a half at the ceiling kind of range. I don't think he's going to get less than Louis Erickson. Uh, I don't think he's going to pass 7.5. But, you know, the Canucks, are another team that has really fucked themselves in the cap situation. Like, even if they sign Besser to seven million, they got to shed three million in salary.
0: Yep. <laughs> You know, we'll talk about this on a new show called <laughs> Sippin' on a 40. That will go oh, over all things the oh, Canucks.
1: Yeah, wait. Sippin' on a 40. Let's this get This whole drunk city on is Elias. drunk
0: off Elias Pedersen. Uh, Brock Bezer, he's an interesting player. Is he a 60-point guy? Is he a 70-point guy? Is he a 30-goal guy? Is he a 40-goal guy? Is he even an 80-point guy or 90-point guy? I don't think anyone really knows. I do think that he he's a player that, that if he is smart and his agent and him seem to be on the same page, I think they want a shorter-term deal. Because I think yeah. with his injury history and how he's entered like entered in last year, being being coming off, like, what, surgery right off his back. Yeah. I think he wants to understand, like, what is he worth? What is he going to be? He wants that short-term deal. For sure. As far as money goes, I don't think he's getting less than seven. I, I heard some stats. Like, he has more goals in the last two years than a Mark Stone and a Panarin. Yep. Now, obviously, he doesn't have as tied, many yeah, points. Yeah, no,
1: tied with, uh, tied with Panarin. Yeah. Yep. When he's in the Panarin lineup so. and...
0: He's an effective player. He's a smart player too, man. He's a smart player. He's a great sure. player.
1: Yeah, here's the thing about Brock is that I'm sure he wants a short-term deal because he should bet on himself for the reasons yeah, you he mentioned. he should bet on himself. He's pro. He's got the potential to be a 30-40 like goal guy for sure. He's got mm-hmm. the potential to be a 70-point guy. Mm-hmm. He can be a big player for the Canucks. Yeah,
0: and he has a shot. And when a player has a shot like that, it's not like, what? 80% of lead doesn't have a shot like that. It's actually lethal. It's effective. Yeah. It's efficient. So those type of players are hard to find man
1: yeah i, I you know I, and again like a lot of these teams you love to lock up your stars long term but it's just not going to happen with a lot of these guys and Besser's another one who's i see getting probably three-year deal yeah
0: me too three-year for maybe deal. seven million and if i'm better that's what i want as well yeah and benning has shown in the past that his negotiation skills are not very well so
1: just, yeah. just like your english there
0: i know right so not very well <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I'm gonna tell, let's touch oh, on one man. more guy because this is th- pretty much the only team out of all these crazy RFA situations. And, and I kind of skipped over Ivan Pro Robin Philly, they got s- space to sign him. But Colorado, Miko and Miko Rantanen, Damn. they have 15.6 million dollars in cap space with pretty much just Rantanen left to sign. So Rantanen is the guy who could, could if like, I think if Rantanen signs first and gets big dollars. Every team's going to be like, every GM left is going to be pulling their hair out. Jim Benning's going to be kicking himself in the balls. Brad Tri livys going to be ripping the rest of the hairs out of his head.
0: If Mitch Martin is a $10 million player, why isn't Miko Ratnan?
1: It goes back to look at what Tavares and Matthews are making in Toronto and look at what Landeskog and McKinnon are making in Colorado. That's I That's not that ma- problem. But I think that makes a big difference because again, the most successful teams have to buy in, I think, to have their guys take a bit less. It's it's just the way it is. Like, you look, look at the team that just won last year in St. Louis. I,
0: they I, have I, a lot I of guys you.
1: making average dollars. I mean, there's uh, Tarasenko and, and O'Reilly, sure, they're making around like $7 million, But they don't have guys crazy, guys making like 10 11 million bucks. They have guys making seven, six, five, and then some of that four, three ten,
0: range. Ten, ten is a ridiculous number where the cap is right now, and yeah. just being coming off your ELC. Again, I only think that Mitch Marner deserves, deserves that money. Um, Miko Rantanen, I would love to see him in the lineup early. I do think that him and McKinnon and Landis Landeskog are the best line of hockey. They're too exciting to watch. Uh, like Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, even too. Like they have the the ability to get over like hundred and ten points. That's how good they are together. That's how good they are offensively. I don't know what number miko randon gets i really don't again i do think he's going after that short term but maybe they're just trying to figure out the dollar amount who yeah. how much does he get is he an eight guy or is he a nine guy
1: i, I think he's a nine guy for sure my prediction for randon and if i were, if i was colorado I, i'd do this in a heartbeat but lock him up five years plus 9.5 million dollars
0: cool. oh that's a big deal
1: because i think mckinnon when he's up is gonna be 10 million plus easy
0: Dude, when McKinnon is up and that like everything comes in with the new CBA, the new TV deal or whatever, yo, he is gonna be making so much money.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> bro, he may be the hi- like the highest paid player in the league.
1: But if if McKinnon's making you know 12 million, 13 million bucks, is nine point five for Rantanen, I That's still a, a decent yeah, yeah. gap. But I think nine point five is is a reasonable number for Rantanen. It is you at know, this uh,
0: point, it that's a reasonable number. And huh. if you can get him for five years at nine point five, I, I think Rantanen would sign that deal ASAP. I. Think that Joe Sackick is probably like, yo. If we're gonna give you nine and a half, we need you for six. We need you for seven. We need you for eight. That is yeah. my opinion,
1: and, and and that's fair. And you know, if I were Anton, I'd probably look at signing that deal too. I don't think that's that bad of a contract. And you know, Colorado's looking ahead too because they're gonna have Bowen and Byram and Kale McCarr commanding dollars in a few seasons too. So yeah. when you have you know Landeskog and McKinnon up as well, it's 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 gonna be an interesting situation down there. So yeah.
0: Rantan's a hell of a player. Miko, crazy. He was a. Uh, before Colorado was struggling, I remember early last year he was, lead, he was leading the league in scoring. He was that good.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, he led the league in scoring for a couple months there, yeah. right? So yeah. uh, he he deserves like probably I'm thinking 9.5 is a good number for Ranton. Mm-hmm. So he's
0: good. He's he's right below Mitch Marner. Very close, but yeah. right below Mitch Marner.
1: Yeah, I think Point Ranton, and, and Marner are probably the three biggest ones here. No 100. I mean. You, you, yeah, you can make an argument for Lainey or Kachuk, but based on last season, it's Martin or Anton and a this is crazy. it's funny how wrong? we're talking
0: about the RFAs this season, right, who are not signed yet, season a month away. When this season does start, there are a bunch of other RFAs going into, like, their RFA status at the end of next season or this season. Do you think teams are going to want to get that those negotiations done during the season? We're talking about, like, what, a Matthew Barzell type of player. Do you wait? <laughs> you know, you're going to see these contracts get signed. Incredible, man. This is a, this is interesting. And we see all this happening and we do see that, you know, they they might make up a new CB at the end of the year with new things or whatever. I wonder what's going to be in that, that agreement, a lot of changes.
1: A lot of changes coming, man. And we'll, we'll talk more about it in the coming weeks as the season kicks off for the NHL and for Silky and Filthy. I can't wait, man. Hockey season's back. And, you know, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to touch on every team in the league. That's what I love about the show, man. I love Puck the NHL. talk of bullshit, Puck man. talk bullshit. But we're, we're not biased, man. Well, maybe a little West Coast biased, but... Um, we're gonna touch on every team here in the next couple of weeks, but Kyle, to finish off oh, the season no. premiere of Silky Filthy, we no, we were gonna no, leave, I got man. one more question. Fuck, you told me, yeah, before going to Columbia, yeah, you're gonna find your wife down there. Damn, bro. So, no,
0: no, 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 no. My no. question
1: to you, no, no, no. no. Uh, we are you broke no, up today. no, no, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm. My question to you. Columbia. Are you mailing some visa papers to this girl for Christmas?
0: No, no, the one. We actually broke up today, man. What? It was over. You know, here's no. the thing, bro. <laughs> so 7,000 miles away or whatever, right? Kilometers away. I don't know. Far, far away. We were talking for a while, and then I realized, the fuck's going to happen here? You're <laughs> sending the her fuck? the visa papers, <laughs> man. What the hell Come is going to happen here? We're talking. Everything she says, I'm just copying and pasting into Google Translate. Then I got to say something. Boom, bam. You know, she's trying to speak some English. It's cool. It's, it's fun. You know, we're getting to know each other. But I'm thinking, yo. I got a I got a a podcast network to run. I got no time for this. Seven thousand miles away. Okay? Sipping on a forty. Coming out in October. The quickie. Trevor Begs. Fastest show in the world regarding the sport of hockey. And we got silky and filthy. I got no time for no conversation with a girl seven thousand miles away. If I if I
1: if I I got time for the quickie, I think you've got time for a little quickie with her too, man.
0: Hey, oh man. You know what? Here's the thing. I'll tell you what, Trevor. And for all our listeners right now, I'm an honest dude. You know, I may have sounded like a dick there. She's an incredible person, a great person. From what I've learned from her over the past like couple weeks, great person. If this show blows up and the network blows up and we rack it in the dough, hey, maybe I'll take a little, a little trip to Columbia, get to know her a little bit more. But, you know, we got shit to do. I, got, I, I can't worry about nobody 7,000 miles away. And besides that, who knows? Maybe my girl's like in Switzerland or something, you know? Maybe my wife's somewhere in like Zimbabwe or something. Who knows? I'm just Mr. International, man.
1: All right, or well, not so focused on the Colombian girls anymore. But yeah. I, I got to say to the listeners, you know, just, just listen in, spread the word, and d- don't do it for the love of hockey. Do it so that Kyle could go visit yes. his Colombian wife.
0: There you go. Okay, share this if you liked it. Right, follow our follow our upcoming shows. We just we just named them off. We'll do it again. Sipping on a forty, covering the Vancouver Canucks, the quickie, the fastest hockey show in the world, silky and filthy. You're home for puck talk and bullshit because yeah if you did listen to this whole show it was literally that it was was I fucking missed you Trevor I missed you Trevor my balls (laughs) haven't stopped tickling this
1: whole time man let's Let's go go. seriously let's go (laughs) yeah we're getting out of here and we're gonna see you filthy bastards next Thursday peace